Chris Landry, always kind enough to give us some time on a Monday, 4 to 4.30, take you through some college and the NFL. Chris, welcome in, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I uh, hope all is well. It's a um, busy weekend. I know not uh, a good weekend in uh, Mississippi for uh, the major college programs, but um, all in all, uh, interesting. You know, the one thing, Jake, is is a, is a breakthrough and just r- run through all these tapes. You get to learn a little bit more about each of these teams, and that's kind of the way it goes as, as a coach. It's the way I did it, and it's really fun as we're getting to week nine to kind of see uh, how things are playing out. A lot of teams with flaws, even though there are a lot of good teams. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Like I said, we know so much more now than we did, you know, three, four, five weeks ago. And uh, we're really starting to build, uh, you know, portfolios, shall we say, for all these teams. Let's start in Tuscaloosa where Alabama, you know, looked more like Alabama this week. Mississippi State couldn't do a whole lot. Um, Alabama 17 second quarter points. Bryce Young had all the time to throw. Uh, and a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't understand it. You know, Josh Heupel, uh, he was a disciple of Mike Leach. He runs a version of the air raid. Mike Leach's air raid didn't work. His did. Uh, it, it is just what it is. I think, you know, um, Alabama has uh, for a long time had Mississippi State's number. They got more talent. And it was just a, it was a bad outing and a bad week for Mississippi State. But Alabama back on the right side of things. Yeah, and Josh Heupel doesn't run the air raid. It, Correct. It, you know, that's one of the issues is, and you know that, but it's one of the things that people get confused by. So, the only person that's really running a true air raid is Mike Leach and to some degree, Graham Harrell's, you know, but, but one of the things that guys like Josh, Josh Heifel and others, they take their, the, what they've learned and, and schemes don't win. It, it's, you know, from a coaching standpoint, you've got to modify what you do because football coaching is a game of adjustments and just schematically how you build on top of what you have. So think about, you know, uh, a, a basic scheme being a tree trunk of, of a big old hundred-year oak, and and all those trunks that are that are branching out from it, you've got to do that. The, the 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 reason why a Tennessee has success is they work the vertical passing game. Tennessee runs an RPO based, and so that they, they get vertical, they work tempo. Mike Leach doesn't run tempo. Mike Leach, you know, the the protect it's it puts a lot of pressure. You know, Mike's theory is there's a receiver open on every play. Well, because it's never, you know, it's it's always the, the player's fault. It's never my great play. And, and, of course, there's a lot of truth to what he's saying. It's maybe the fifth read across the field, and, and you're not going to – you don't have enough time to get to that. And what this system does, he's got basically four basic routes that he uses on the route tree. They they – they maximize those routes. They perfect those routes. The problem is you you can't, against a Tennessee, you can't sit back because they will run the football. Mississippi State doesn't, under Mike doesn't. And, you know, all you have to do on Mike's routes is you've got to sit on those routes and you break on them. It's not very difficult. Now, if you, if you play uh, com, uh, a consistent man coverage, they'll beat you on those crossing routes. Remember a couple of years ago against LSU and Bo Pelini in the first game that Mike Leach coached? Everybody thought he was going to take the league by storm. No, you can't run man coverage against all those crossing routes. They run picks all day and you're done. You can't run straight man. But when you pattern match like an Alabama does, which is basically man coverage within a zone, you know, Mike is not going to adjust. He never adjusts. And it's part of the reason why that, it's either going to work against this particular team or it's not. You don't have real adjustments 
that he makes because that's not what he knows. And forget about protection schemes. I've I've sat there in his office and did multiple stops and talked about protection schemes, and he looks like a dog howling at the moon. I mean, he has no clue. It's just his routes, his concepts, and that's it. And, you know, once you get a feel for it, it is not that difficult to defend. And, you know, but not everybody that's maybe as familiar with it will have ultimate success. But that's why, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't score against Alabama because it's the same thing all the time. And Alabama knows what's coming and they can break on it. That's why they looked a lot better. It really had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that it is very simplified. Uh, it's also why uh, Kentucky was able to sit back and have success. It's why LSU was able to make adjustments. Mike didn't, and that's why they're in a situation that they're in. That's kind of what you're going to get with Mike, and I can tell you, Mike, Mike doesn't change. Find him on Twitter at LandryFootball, LandryFootball.com. He is Chris Landry, Mondays on the program 4 to 4.30. Mike LSU, speaking of, uh, after going down 14 to 3, really flexed their muscles. Almost had some players go out uh, that obviously didn't help their cause. But 45 to 20, did you see this type of ball game unfolding? No, I, I didn't think it would be this one-sided. I thought LSU would have a chance. I thought that LSU uh, was making decided improvements, but this was a game in which I thought we'd see if they were just still the up and down or, or more of the consistent improvements, which uh, it clearly was. I, I think a couple of things. Um, we did not really know. We had a lot of que- I had a lot of questions about Ole Miss going into the game. I, I thought they looked really good, but who have they played, uh, and, and who has really tested Ole Miss's defense? I mean, I think, um, you know, Tulsa did. Uh, you know, I mean, I think um, there was not a lot of people that could really threaten it. I, I think Jaden Daniels is playing very well. They uh, made some really good adjustments on Ole Miss's defense. And, look, Jaden Daniels is not running the run. He still runs the football, but he runs the throw. And those receivers have really woken up for at LSU, and they're very, very good. And I think you saw the difference. Ole Miss doesn't have much of a passing game. It's about the run game. And so once LSU was able to flip that game around, Ole Miss coming from behind is going to be difficult. I think that defensively, Madhouse made a lot of good adjustments against Ole Miss's uh, running game. They reduced the front a bit and, and really did a good job setting the edge after early. Ole Miss getting out to you know 14 points very quickly. Uh, and Ole Miss didn't really have the answer for that. They they couldn't um, get enough done in the passing game, and once the running game was stymied a little bit, they didn't have any answer. So I, I think they were exposed a little bit. Um, you know, they got A and M, and you know, and and which certainly they're struggling. And then of course they usually match up well against Mississippi State. That's still going to be interesting. Arkansas uh, is going to be an interesting game. You know, um, you know Alabama. I, I think it's going to be tough for them, but. Look, they still got a chance to go ten and two, and maybe it's more of a of an eight and four type team with a ten and two schedule. But hey, you take it. We'll see where it takes them. Um, maybe they can, um, you know, finish off a really good season. I'm, I'm sure folks will be pleased with ten and two there. Chris, before we go to the break, uh, speaking of Texas A&M, they drop another one this time to South Carolina. Spencer Rattler has played well under uh, you know any kind of expectations that people have you know put on his shoulders. But South Carolina gets the win. 30 to 24 and you know if Ole Miss can go down there and get a win that just adds another log to that fire shall we say um this program I mean how long will they put up with what's going on Texas A&M at three and four this point of the season 
Well, let's see. Go over some numbers. Here's what they owe him after this year. <laughs> and they're not going to fire him this year. 85-9. After next year, 76-8. We're talking million, folks. After 2024, 67-5. All the way down to 2030, where they only owe him nine. Uh, it's not going down that far. But, I mean, you know, I think this is going to be about um, – you know, next year gonna gonna be a pivotal year. It, it's gonna get really uncomfortable there because it, next year, if this continues, you're getting into still the range where you're gonna have to put up, as I said, seventy six point eight million. There's some people with all money that can spend it, but you know, people that make that much money don't like writing a check and admitting a mistake, and and that's kind of where they are right now. I, I will say that the biggest problem is the offensively. I think a lot of the biggest problems they were overrated to begin with. I think they've got some good talent on defense. Uh, when you've got a quarterback problem and you've got a very difficult system to learn, they've not really developed quarterbacks very well over there. They don't have the playmakers at receiver. They've got one really good running back, and they've got some other guys that they're slow to develop. They have maybe one of the worst, if not the worst, receiver coach in the conference. They don't teach good routes, and they really struggle offensively. The offensive line's not very good. I mean, where do you – you know I mean? It's, I know it's disappointing to their fan base, but there's really not any answers on offense. They're just – they're not there. And defensively, you can't hold up, And um, even though they got some good young players. So that's on Jimbo, and it's, it's, it's going to get more difficult. I don't see how they can beat Ole Miss, quite frankly. I, I really – anything can happen. We know that, but – Seriously, I just uh, I just don't I don't see the points coming to really threaten um, them or an LSU. But look, stranger things happen, I guess. He's Chris Landry. Find him on Twitter at LandryFootball. Also, check out the website LandryFootball.com. We come back. We'll look at some of the games coming up this. 